What do you got in your cup? Water. Oh, right on. You did oh, it. Oh, he did it before we I thought he was just acting. <laughs> I was just acting. Actually, you know, a hilarious thing. Last night, uh, Louise and I were out. We went to see uh, some live music. And we came home and just happened to walk in. And Simon, he's been watching Reacher. He got totally into it. Oh, yeah. And it was the episode that we did the two car chases. But, like... I'm not watching it like 30 seconds and it's the scene in the um, cemetery, cemetery. <laughs> with me and you just see and I, I said stop I said stop but there's Randy really <laughs> Wind I said Louisa come here <clears throat> and, she, and she's like oh yeah I see <laughs> you just see your your, your goatee oh, were you oh. doubling or were you supposed no, to? No, we were supposed like to. We gra- it was just like a. Yeah, but it, an all hell breaks down. Yeah, yeah. There's so, a shootout. Yeah, we were supposed to get shot at and dive over cemetery. What do you call those things? Uh, sem- uh, headstones? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but none of it none of it happened. Either. Oh. So we just stood there with roses. I just spit water <laughs> on silly. I have another one in oh, there. Mark, making a mess, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make it go short. <laughs> all right, well. Uh, it's black. Can now, you see it? Mark, I met your wife at uh, Jim's birthday party. Or yes, something. right. Yeah. And, is it, and you is met it, Simon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I met him a couple of times. But is it Louise or Louisa? Louisa. Yeah, okay. Spelt the Portuguese way. No, no I Louisa. L-U-I-S-A. It's a good name. Yeah. That's a nice name. It's also my sister's Louisa. name, too. Oh, oh cool. They oh. actually the, have... the one that I met up north? Or up uh, in... Uh... Uh, which one did you meet? Well, I met... Oh, okay. I met, I met one of your sisters. Uh... Sarah, oh, said that was Sarah. Sarah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. She lives up in Uxbridge. No, that Uxbridge, was my yeah. other sister, uh, my other sister Louisa. They actually have the same name but reversed. So my sister is Maria Louisa, and Louise, and my wife is Louisa Maria. Oh, yeah. But my, <laughs> but my parents always called my sister Louisa. They always called her Louisa, not Maria. And then so I went when. I mean, when I met my wife, the you know first time I met her, we met in a bar. It's like, oh, what's your name, Louisa? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's my that's sister. Just, just a second. <laughs> Am I related to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, anytime, bud. Well, Mark, welcome. Thank you. Mark. Mark Cabadu, everybody. Um, Hello, everybody. Yeah, Mark. yeah. <laughs> it's so good that you came, man. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's wicked. It Thanks is for having me, and it's an honor to be here. Yeah, heard yeah, you we guys know. talk about your podcast <laughs> for so long, and totally you know, just to be here is great. <clears throat> it's great. It's awesome, man. It's a long it's time so coming to have you, man. Yeah, we just had um, we just had Jimmy Lytle on. I know, you know. And so yesterday would have been hilarious if both of us. Are- the funny yeah. thing is, we just had Jimmy Lytle on, but he won't be on until after Mark. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Technically, really? you'll be on first. Yeah. So yeah, he's but, my number uh, two. Always has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he, that's right. That's yeah, right. absolutely. We took him to Japan to shoot uh, the LFA. Yeah, yeah we talked, about, talked that. about it. Yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, he he just had you know the best time because he was doing three hundred around the track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was telling us about it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he said he actually said that that was his uh, that was a dream gig, and yeah. that was his number one. Yeah, um, he asked Randy about his. Randy's was boring, and then Jim, you know, well, my dream gig was being a sponge towel. <laughs> that's right sponge towel you know those things with those chubby guys in the white suits the sponge oh, towel yeah. I was one of the first ones I was the first he was in the first spot yeah the, I don't yeah. want to talk about sponge towels I <laughs> no I know <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway anyway Mark being facetious it's not my um, how long has it been how long have we how long have you been sitting in the driver's seat of the Ukraine uh, 17 years since really since 2006 
so almost 18 years wow damn i've been yeah. listening to your voice yapping in yeah years for that yeah <laughs> we we were talking about this this morning <clears throat> um when we might have been with you the first time was it right off the bat it probably was yeah i mean it's it had to I, do, I don't i don't remember not working with you put it that way yeah you know, you came, you kind of came along sort of later on, obviously. Yeah, you actually, so you were younger, with like Blair, Randy. Yeah, Blair, Jim, and, yeah. yeah. And Jim, Peter Jim and Eddie right and, there. Actually, Jim, before I even got involved with Alexi and <clears throat> and, uh, and the U, well, it was called the Russian Army, but it's now called the Ukraine. Um, they, uh, Jim actually drove the for the very first commercial they ever shot here. Okay. They, Jim actually drove. They just took. I think they had like a Toyota, and they just put a you know put put it on the roof and shot this commercial. Oh, really? So he was the very first guy to actually drive it here in Toronto. Oh, trip. But then you know, like, like a little Toyota Tercel. I think it was <laughs> something a, strong. Big crane no, no, it was like I think it was like a Toyota uh, Tacoma or uh, some shit. No, or, like, what's the SUV? What's oh, it? like a Forerunner or the something. Forerunner. Okay, that's a, yeah. that's a beauty. Yeah. Right I on. think they were shooting a Toyota commercial too. Mark, just bring your mic up. Okay, well. just a smidgen, just in case. Here you yeah. go. You can point it at you too. It goes both ways, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Cool. Yeah, that works. My first time, pod, <laughs> pos, podcast virgin. <laughs> that's awesome. We're glad to uh, divergenize. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Wow. I guess right. <laughs> well, he's glad. Um, that's funny. So when did the um? So okay. So you guys use what as the Ukraine platform now as a car? Well, now we use we use the Tesla. Yeah. P ninety D. Right. Which we built. Uh, Things up started beast. in 2019, and then we finished it when we were shut down over COVID. Is that the one with the really cool hatchback? Yeah, that's so cool. You guys did that. Yeah, and then, but I built the first uh, ML here in Toronto. Okay, and I built it in my garage, and I bought it right around now. I think it was right February, beginning of February of 2006. Built it in my garage. Took me seven months. Wow. And then, wow, man! I think we did our first job with it, maybe about seven months, maybe August of like 2006. But we weren't officially Filmotechnic yet. We didn't start that until actually February 1st of uh, 2007. Yeah, and speaking of Filmotechnic, thank you for the swag. Yeah, it's great. Andrew did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll wear mine. All right. Just give me a minute. So, what what was the first platform that you used, other than the Toyota? What was after that? Was the ML? Oh, it was okay. If yeah, any, yeah. if anyone's listening right now and wants to look you up, uh, is it filmotechnic.com or it's what? filmotechnic-canada.ca. So you made it easy. Yeah, yeah, we made it super easy. <laughs> Filmotechnic.com uh, was already taken by, oh. by our US. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Our US, oh, I guess that makes uh, sense. Sister company. Okay. Filmotechnic USA. I'll put it up on the screen. All right. Cool. Yeah, I just figure people are going to listen to this and want to see this thing. I mean, they want to see the cars. Both, yeah. What yeah. what you guys are using? They're they're amazing. Like technologically, they're just insane. So we're going to discuss this a little later, of course, in the podcast. But tell us about your show that's coming up, and give me a date so I. Yeah, we're uh, we're calling it uh, the meltdown. So we're having a meltdown uh, on February thirteenth. And it's an open house, and we're we're hosting. It's the we did it last year, but it was just <coughs> us, our equipment. This year, there's going to be several other vendors. Uh, yeah, you've done this before. J yeah, 
Right. Drone Boy's going to be there with his drones. Uh, Manny's going to be there with his chase vehicle. Yeah. Um, with yeah, his battle awesome. act. And then Ryan, who does um, at Stonehouse Media, he's got uh, a sprinter that he's built up. And because he does uh, long format, it's something that's needed there because usually the you know the grips are just rigging up a, a sprinter van you know on the day. Sure, so he's purpose building. Interesting. Something. Oh, that's great. Uh, we've got two D house that are uh, so they're supplying all the cameras. They're bringing a junior bolt. We've got actually the guys from out here at uh, Pegasus, Pegasus, Pegasus yeah. Rescue. <coughs> Jason's boat. Uh, yeah, so they're bringing their boat. <coughs> purpose-built camera wow. boat and are you doing all this inside the shop floor well, yeah, right there? We, well we got our two shops we got okay unit seven unit eight okay last year we were just in seven but uh this year we're you know we're expanding we're cleaning it all out and getting the trucks out and yeah. so it's an open house anyone in the film industry or any, anyone, any, anybody, anybody can come and anybody can come wander and, through yeah and kind of the the showcase this year i suddenly i was lying in bed one night where one morning early morning i get a lot of my just ideas come to me and i'm like oh simon's band could play and then we could shoot oh, a video cool. and so <laughs> oh that's fun yeah so so yeah i approached the guys about it alexi and nikita and they thought it was a good idea so yeah so so my son's band my son's 14 and yeah. there's uh uh the guitarist he's 14 and uh and then the guitarist's brother he's 12 he drums, oh, that's and then there's a girl. She's the lead singer, and she's 12. So it's like basically two 12 year olds, <laughs> two 14 year olds. Oh, I'm looking They've forward. They've been gigging for like a year now, <clears throat> and uh -huh. um, yeah, and so we're gonna shoot a video. We've got our our brand new 32 uh, 32 foot F F20, oh, sorry F32 crane, telescopic crane, and then we've got an F17, and then we've got a uh, drone boys bringing a cable cam. So we're, it's going to be like, you know, high quality stuff that we're going to do. That's awesome. So. Yeah, we had Tom on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, Tom. The, um, so just so the audience knows, uh, Andrew and Randy from Going Again Podcast will be in attendance at your show. Yeah. Um, we won't be podcasting from your show, although that's That would have been interesting. That, that's, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a chat after this. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> bring, bring your banner, maybe, <clears throat> Yeah, no, uh, well, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's a not a bad idea. idea. Yeah. Okay, well, done. Jeez. Done. Love it. Um, so, hey, wh where are you from originally? Tell me that. Uh, originally, I was born in England. Okay. My mother's English and my father's Sardinian. And Sardinian? Sardinian. Does he carry a sword? Nope. <laughs> what? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Where's Sardinia? Sardinia is the big island under Corsica. Most, okay. A lot of people, most people don't know where it is. It's part of Italy, but... It's only been part of Italy uh, since, well, about as long as Canada's been a country. Okay. But before that, it was part of Spain for 400 years. Oh, wow. Oh, Before wow. that, the Moors were there. And so, the, I mean, the flag of Sardinia is the four Moors, Quattro Mori. So, Easy for you to say. Yeah. Um, so there's a, yeah, we, it's like Sicilians always say, I'm Sicilian. Yeah. Sardinians say we're, I'm Sardinian before they say I'm Italian. Okay. So. And I apologize. Oh. You might hear my little puppy uh, barking. Oh, that's okay. He's new. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was born in England. We moved to Canada when I was uh, six years old, moved to New Brunswick. And then I lived there for two <clears throat> years and then moved to Calgary. And then at that time, uh, my parents had decided to emigrate to Canada and but you had to leave the country for a year while the 
application was being processed. So we went back to England and then moved to, we moved to Sarnia where my parents still live. And, oh, well, okay. Uh, I was the beautiful Al- city of Sarnia. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my father was petrochemical uh, oh, piping designer. Oh. That's the, hence so the moving. That's why we lived in New Brunswick, refineries right, right there. And he worked for uh, a company called Foster Wheeler, which I think they're still around. They're an international engineering company. And so they moved them to Calgary, then they moved them back. And like he worked all over Europe. I, when I was two, I lived in Paris. When I was four, I lived in Brussels. First school I ever went to was in Brussels. Wow. So, yeah. So I did a lot of moving around uh, before I was nine years old. And then, yeah, ended up in, ended up in uh, Sarnia. And then went Interesting. To, went to university. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's a, a lot. <laughs> and then what, where, and you went to university, you said? Where went to you? University of Windsor. Okay. I started because when I was in high school, my dad, because being in engineering, sort of the engineering field, all you need in life, son, is math and science. That's all you need. Yeah. And I was, huh. That's I all was, I use. I was artistic as a kid. Like, I used to love to draw. I used to build model airplanes. Uh, you know, I was always doing like artistic things. Anyway, I didn't take any of that in high school. I just took, you know, math, physics, science, you know, chemistry, biology. I really like chemistry wow. and biology, so I went to university <clears throat> for biochemistry. Yeah, that's the most kids love chemi- chemi- uh, yeah. chemistry and biology. But I'm, I'm, well, most, kids, <laughs> most kids can say it. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm a hands-on kind of guy. Like, I, I, I was terrible at math. Yeah, me too. I was terrible at physics unless it was like physical physics where you can you know if i can sort of see, see it, it and touch it and take it apart mm-hmm. i i understand my brain knows how it works but theories and and you know equations and all that stuff i just whew, right yeah. up in my head so um yeah don't mix letters with numbers <laughs> yeah, no <kidding>. second year <laughs> university uh i switched to to uh communications and I took a lab course where they handed me a strip of film and said, edit it, sorry, edit it into something. And I was just hooked. It was like, it was, this is amazing. Like, you know, they just, it was a 16 mil piece of film and we had the, you know, the editing, uh, editing equipment. And that so was, you actually had to cut the film. Yeah. Yeah. We nice. cut the film. So I learned how to do on a super eight film. Yeah. And I was hooked. So I switched. You know, my dad was really, he was pissed. <laughs> he and, and basically he cut me off. He said, if you, you know, you want to continue school, uh, you know, you pay for it yourself. So I, he was really mad that I, you know, dropped out of, I didn't drop out. I, I just basically he just switched, switched your switched major programs. And sure. so I got an honors BA in, in film and television production. And I just took every production course I could, you know, I, <clears throat> I wanted to be a DP. I wanted to be a director and, I mostly DP'd, you know, short films and whatnot, and directed a couple, and and then uh, after that, I went to I went to uh, to Europe. I went to Rome. My uncle in Italy is a is a famous, a fairly famous uh, film director. Really? Yeah. What's his name? His name is Gianfranco Cabidu. Well, I yeah, was going to write that, write that down. That yeah. sounds like an equation <laughs> full of numbers yeah, and letters. Gianfranco Cabidu, but in in Italian, you pronounce my last name, Cabidu. 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 I may Cabidu. never pronounce it the other way again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's because of the two Ds. Anyway, so... Wow, that's wild. Who'd you work with yesterday? Mark Cabidu. Cabidu, <laughs> yeah. It sounds kind of sexy. Oh, wow. 
Did I say that? Yeah. yeah keep going, Mark. Where's this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I lived in Rome. That At the time, I had a half Italian, half Irish girlfriend, and we both wanted to learn the language. And uh, I took a little bit in high school and um, went over there. We ended up breaking up in Rome. She left. She drove off in the rental car, and I stayed in Rome, and I ended up staying in Rome for two and a half years. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I worked. I went to Fellini's funeral uh, at Cinecita, and, um, yeah, I just had an amazing— I worked for six months at Panavision, so I was prepping— um, all of these films that were, the, I don't know if you remember the Bible films, they shot them in Morocco. It would have been like early eight. This would have been 93. I'm sure I do. But anyway, there were American <clears throat> films. So they were using Panavision and that the Panavision Rome was the, the base where all the equipment was coming from. And so I just basically helped prep all the gear to go to Morocco. And it was my first taste of like seeing and touching and working with, professional film equipment because everything in film school is just old sure 16 mil bls and you know mm -hmm. stuff like that so i was like loading mags for for your camera assistants and they were all like hollywood like american camera assistants so i was like you know i was in heaven you know like and uh and then i worked in oh. television news um i just did all kinds of things i i taught english there i taught the president of the bank of italy english and just winged it, you know, and it was just conversation. They just, I would literally go to the mint where they make the money. Back then they were making lira. Now it's all, you know, euros. And, um, and yeah, he, you know, going as big, his office was like, you know, probably bigger than my house. And, uh, you know, just have a conversation with him in English and just talk about all kinds of stuff. Man. Incredible. Yeah, so I had like a lot of experiences and, and, you know, did a little bit of sound, did a little bit of camera work. And when I came back, I, I had uh, this van, this old 79 Ford van that I bought when I was in university because I had a painting business. And I fixed it up, drove it to Toronto. I had a friend that lived here and uh, her mom had a couple connections in the film industry and made a few phone calls and like two days later i was uh loading film in the back of a van at uh a molson uh, at the molson amphitheater for remember the band live yeah. yeah yeah so they were shooting a concert and and they were shooting um all this concert footage you know like crowd footage and, and stuff yeah yeah for, yeah for molson like for molson i actually love the band live. yeah and i love the band too yeah so anyway yeah like three hours non-stop load mm -hmm. and loading a camera i've never loaded before it was like a 16 it was 16 millimeter uh airy camera cool and uh just completely winged it and uh, <laughs> that's basically and then for weeks after every time the phone would ring my heart would like stop because i think it was them calling saying you asshole you, you put it in you backwards. flashed the film or <laughs> it's ruined and but um <clears throat> and it's uh what was his name um the guy that owns Revolver uh, Films, uh, Don, you must know him, Don. Carmody? No, Not Carmody. No, um, I do, I think, but I don't remember his last name. I don't. But he was the director on it. And uh, yeah, so from there, I just started working and hmm. done a lot of uh, lot of things. I don't know if you want me to continue on. Yeah. Well, no, it's heck, yeah, it's quite boring, but uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, it's fascinating. To well, because you, you eventually... 
went south with your own equipment and stuff, right? Am I am I wrong? Went south. Did you not spend some time south of the border? Am I crazy? Maybe I am. I don't know. In uh, well, we worked. We with worked your own, in the U.S. Well, you but. eventually you got you bought your own equipment, had your own cranes, this and that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll back up a little bit. So sorry. When I came, no. When I came, when I came back, I you know I did a couple of commercials. Uh, one week I was going out as a camera assistant. Another week I was going out as a boom operator, sound, and um, and I just you know I started doing both. And uh, I went to IA 667. And at the time, the I think he was the business manager. He was Italian. I can't remember his name. And I told him my story about living in Rome and working with Panavision. And it was, you know, boom, I was in. And I actually went out as a second uh, several times. And I think that's when I met Keith Murphy. And on Due South, I believe it was. Oh, wow. And, um, and I just realized that I was way over my head because I'd learned the names of all the equipment in Italian. So like <laughs> map box and, you know, yeah. magazine and tripod and, you know, I, I knew it all in Italian and they're like, so go give me this. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like certain things I knew, but I just realized okay. I was, so then I joined the trainee program, Okay, did the trainee program throughout mm. 96, became a camera assistant. But at the same time, I, I started booming as well. And then I just, I, I met several uh, sound mixers that I ended up getting a lot of work with. I ended up uh, volunteering on a film, shot a whole film, feature film in the winter. And obviously I wasn't paid for it, but the experience was amazing because all of the, all of the top sound mixers in Toronto worked on it because, you know, they could work a couple of days here. Another guy could work, uh, you know, a week there and, and so on. So I ended up working with all these amazing sound mixers and then they started calling me for dailies. And then eventually I got hooked up with Stuart French who, uh, who ended up being my partner with the remote head and crane company. Oh, okay. Films. Okay. And then hmm. that led to, that led to meeting Alexi because actually I was booming with, uh, with Stuart and we were supposed to go to Sri Lanka to shoot Deepa Mehta's Water, and which we had already gone to India to try and shoot it, but we ended up it got shut down because they protested against her. That you know, it was a whole thing. That it was like getting out of Saigon. It was like they came wow. and said, "How pa- how fast can you pack your gears?" They literally there was <clears throat> the protests in front of the hotel. They were burning effigies of her, and they burnt our sets down. Like we shot Ooh. one day. What's the, then, what was the issue? Do you know offhand? Well, they didn't like her because, you know, for her previous movies, it was like a religious uh, oh, okay. extremist group that was didn't like her and protesting. And so anyway, they feared for our safety. And they said, yeah, they came and said, how fast can you pack your gear? And we just packed it, packed it up in like a couple hours and then basically got out the back, went to the airport and came Flew back home. home. Wow. Jesus, man. So then she re- she ended up reshooting or continuing to shoot the whole movie in Sri Lanka and I was supposed to go with Stuart and um, so I put an ad in mandy.com because I needed because I was the remote head technician for for my remote head and I put in an ad in mandy.com for somebody to cover me while I was in while I was in Sri Lanka and Alexi answered the the uh, 
the uh, the ad. And so we met and, you know, whatever, wow. we went through my gear. But he, <clears throat> he told me about the Russian arm. You know, it was called the Russian arm at the time, which was also a nickname, which I can explain that later. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I'd never heard of it before, but I just saw the, you know, like, oh, my God, this is an amazing piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. but we have to get this here. I said, you know, I'll build the car. So that's how, because I was always into cars. I, you know, rebuilt many a car over my, you know, when I was younger. And um, hmm. and so I'm like, okay, I'll build the car. So that's how it sort of all. And then so he got was able to get equipment from from Kiev from Anatoly, who's the owner of Filmotechnik Kiev, which is the the mothership, and um, and that's how yeah. So we met actually 20 years ago, pretty much this month. Oh, happy anniversary! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's incredible. Good story, story. Luxie. Yeah. Um. So now you're kind of com you you kind of combine this uh, this engineering thing with the film thing. And yeah. You sort yeah. Of it's sort of like. Yeah, and the the artistic thing, and uh, yeah, it all it's all all of those skills that I had and things I learned, you know, kind of combine them all together. And because I do like to design things, and yeah, you know, like the roof rack on the uh, on the ML and the on the uh, Tesla and the bumpers that we that we have, that's all my design. I just really all that yeah yeah how much did you have in terms of like a blueprint before you started like the like 20 years ago I drew my blueprints and like I literally drew plans on AutoCAD because that's one thing wow. I learned when I was in so in between my second and third year of university because my dad cut me off I of like money I took a year off <laughs> and it's also it's also because my marks because my marks were so bad from the chem biochemistry part of it I was kind of forced to take a year off you know back and your then. dad's like my mark is bad no he didn't know oh. about it I never ever told him about <laughs> it and I doubt he'll ever watch this so <laughs> I probably say I'm gonna send it to him <laughs> yeah. but uh, I worked I worked do. at his engineering company or it wasn't his company but it was the company that he worked for he was the lead head designer so he taught me how to draft. Yeah, I, I became a draftsman. I was, he would give me, he would draw the plans, and I would take them and put draw them on paper because we were you know drawing on the board like the old mm -hmm. style draftsman, and uh, and draw everything into three D. So you'd have like a whole section of piping and vessels that you would need to that was in plan view. You'd have a plan view and a side view, and. I would have to take all that and then make make a, a parts list out of it because you got all your elbows and your unions and your valves and you know all that stuff, and so I learned all I I learned how to draft I learned how to design and by the time I was and so then a couple summers, throughout university I worked with him, and so I made money to put myself you know through the rest of school wow with some OSAP money so help with OSAP and yeah. So yeah, all the all those skills ended up actually when I was living in Rome, I designed while I was working at Panavision thinking of my van, my 79 Ford panel van back home, I designed <laughs> a platform to put a crane on, you know, just just drawing it on paper, you know. And uh I probably hmm. have them somewhere, but you know, it was like I was thinking about yeah, that that's kind of stuff back then you know like back in like 93 94 
so which is like 30 years ago so uh yeah all those yeah. skills kind of came together and uh yeah so if if the if there wasn't an army in canada at the time <clears throat> did alexi just bring one in when required and put it on that toyota <sighs> yeah they so what happened was uh the woman that used to run Filmotechnic USA, because, okay, so I'll get to the whole uh, nickname of the why it was called the Russian arm. So right. imagine in 1996, all of these uh, Ukrainian engineers, because they were mostly just the engineers from the factory, it was nobody had ever seen anything like this before a, a robotic arm. And actually, the, the original name was Auto Robot Crane. You know, and um, they bring it over to L.A. to, I think, like a Cinegear. I'm not sure if Cinegear was, you know, it was called Cinegear back then, but it was basically a trade show. They brought it over there. None of them spoke English. They all spoke Russian. They speak Ukrainian, but most of the most of the time they speak Russian amongst each other. So the Americans just started calling it the Russian arm. You know, uh, call these guys, the, you know, they got the Russian arm. And it kind of stuck. You know, back in... Back then, too, like Ukraine, they didn't know the difference between, you know, Ukraine and Russia. It was right. just some American. So anyway, it got, it got the nickname Russian Arm. But then obviously Interesting. when the war broke out uh, two years ago, yeah. you know, we, we quickly changed Completely it. Completely understandable. Yeah, we changed it. And it should have been done a long time ago, but it was like it was like a household name. It was like Kleenex or, you know, you name the right. you name it household names. Right. So. But, yeah, it kind of forced our hand and it's been the best thing. And. You know, it's a great, it's a great name, and and we and it was done worldwide, and every single branch, all at the same time. Like we all were on a big email together, and yeah, as we all talked to each other, and 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 just rightly the Ukraine. Yeah, it's just so uh, simple, and right? it just makes sense. That it, the, it's amazing. Everybody came from Ukraine works. anyway. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, and it's designed and built because everybody thinks it's oh, it's. <clears throat> Russian tank technology and things like that. We always get oh. questions like that on set. Oh, or you hear like, <laughs> you know, like people talking that don't know us or don't know the equipment. Maybe it's the first time they've seen it, but they, they talk about, oh, yeah, I think it's Russian tank technology. Well, it looks like a turret with a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With a gun on it. <laughs> That's silly. You know, it's gyro-stabilized and everything, but uh, which they do use in, in tanks. But, um, yeah, so in the beginning... So, so uh, Yelena, who was running Filmotechnic uh, USA, she was also Anatoly's ex-wife, and it was kind of part of their part of their deal that she would she stayed in in America, and then he went back to Ukraine, and she, and she ran Filmotechnic office. So, and Panavision somehow got involved, and so she was send she would send it to Vancouver or send it to Toronto. It only came to Toronto, I think, twice before I ever even got involved in it. And then, uh, but then, yeah, Alexi was able to uh, convince Anatoly to send us our own crane. And then that's when we started Filmotechnic. And our first big movie that we did that I cut my teeth on <clears throat> as far as a driver was The Incredible Hulk. Okay. How and how long ago would that be? That was 2007. Like I think we started shooting in like July of 2007. Wow. So yeah. Was Nikita already there? He was. He was. He had. Been, he's actually been, obviously, because he's Alexi's son. 
he had been doing jobs even when he was a teenager you sure. know yeah we have a similar 16, sort of story yeah i'm sure you guys are going out on jobs together right yeah so he's been involved even longer than i have and and at first he was alexi was operating the arm but then slowly slowly nikita has uh has, you know, he's been doing it for... I don't even remember <clears throat> time. without him. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's good at like it. In, 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 yeah. in the beginning, maybe the first year or two, it was Alexi operating, but then Nikita kind of took over. Okay. And yeah, I mean, Nikita is an amazing arm operator. It's mm -hmm. like he's... Yeah. We don't even have to th say anything. I mean, you know... Yeah, I mean... You still are his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Some degree. I, I'm a second set of eyes for him when he's in the back, if the arm's off the back. But even when he's in the front beside me, you know, we barely even have to speak. It's just like we just know. We just know what to do. Like you're driving and, you know, the director wants to get in closer or we just yeah. uh, after a while, you just know the moves and totally, you know, and it's all I mean, I love it because it's always different. It's like, yeah, OK, you're you're shooting a similar Maybe it's a similar shot. Well, okay, we've done this shot before or whatever, but it's all, you know, it's always different. Same with us. I love it too. Same with us. It's some of the stuff kind of the same, but they're all different. Yeah. Yeah. Every time is really just slightly <clears throat> different, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I, same reason. And I actually, you know, I, obviously we do film and TV and all kinds of stuff. And so do you guys, but, um, and we fall down and all that for a living, but there's really nothing like just doing a commercial with you guys. It, it, it really is. It's, probably some of the my favorite work yeah me too it's fun yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, been a while i think last year we didn't i don't think we saw you at all well <clears throat> you with the, you um, a few times yeah. because of the strike because of the well because of the strike but because of the advertising agencies locking out actra yeah yeah oh, so now they're, they're doing a lot of non-union work yeah. um yeah i'm just waiting for somebody to get hurt i'd say it's like like last yeah. year car commercials it was maybe it was 50 50 with but last year we didn't do like we didn't do a whole lot obviously we did no i think we did one or two uh union you know long format shows before the strike and after that nothing not even like we haven't even worked yet this year yeah it's just been slow even commercials are it's like super slow yeah incredibly slow but we're going to be working on frankenstein that's good uh, it's not a very stunty companies. show no we're going to be shooting uh, a dog sled dog sl uh, a dog sled dogs pulling a sled of a guy on a sled I don't know who it is probably Frankenstein maybe I don't know because yeah. uh, I, I heard he was into that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, up on Lake Nipissing I think on a frozen lake we're going to be shooting up there so will the cool. lake be frozen uh, apparently they did they went up uh, on um, <clears throat> Wednesday and did a tech survey and it's 10 inches thick Oh well, so. we, I did a Canadian Tire commercial uh, three years ago, maybe four years ago, and we had designed a great big hockey rink because we're going to play hockey with cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the like one day it was ten inches thick and stunning, and a couple of days later when we went up, it was a pond. Yeah, and uh, we tested the ice, and there's no way I was letting anybody out on that ice. Yeah, yeah. So we were all sent home. So it happens that quickly up there. Wow. Yeah, it could. It could. Yeah, we'll see. You know, it's probably going to shoot it in like three weeks time. So like the end of February. Very cool. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. We've, yeah, that's We've cool. shot on ice quite a bit. We shot, once we shot up in, uh, not Alaska, um, Yukon. 
minus 27. <clears throat> oh, no Shoot way. Shoot a Castrol uh, oil commercial. Now, what was the platform that you used up there? That was, uh, so we have two arms in Vancouver, and they use uh, an X5, and they've got a Razor for off-road. They yeah. snow, okay. they've got snow tracks and all that. Then in Calgary. A Razor? So we, we've, the way we've teamed up, we've, and let me backtrack. We have a Ukraine in, we have one in Chicago. We have two in Vancouver, one in Calgary, one in Montreal. And we've got one here, two, soon to be two, but one's a mini, um, which we got from the States. Which I've, I've seen a picture of up. Yeah. It's like, it looks like the cello case or the yeah. big bass case and with an arm sticking out of it. Um, but here our arm is telescopic and in Chicago it's telescopic and in Vancouver it's telescopic. So not only is the arm swinging around, you know, up and down, as you know, also extending. it extends an extra uh, six feet. No, you, we used to, when they wanted the long arm, we'd have to build it you know and it took time and and so yeah kiev the amazing engineers there they they came up with and they they and it's carbon fiber too so it's all made out of carbon fiber the arm the back is is uh aluminum and we have a sliding weight and there's weights just like on a techno crane that slide up and down mm. the arm as the arm extends in and out and then in the back there's also a weight that extends backwards to give you more weight on the back to to keep the balance so yeah it's uh and and nikita nikita operates the telescope too it's all on the joystick so he he can telescope in and out and pan and tilt and yeah so he's doing three things and it's just an amazing like Like playing the video game yeah yeah (laughs) but it changed things like you know normally if you're shooting a car and you needed a little extra reach i would have to you know, I would have to drive in or exactly. now, now we can do a shot, you know, looking at the front of, of the car and then they want to go sometimes to the logo down the side. Right. You, but you're on a, on a one lane road, you know? Mm. And so obviously I can't get over there with my chassis. So you just telescope back and boom, you get it. And then you telescope, you know, so. No, that's, that's brilliant because, you know, so often, you and I have to, or and Blair and Jim, we have to come into yeah tight the, tight the tight. lens so yeah. you can get that bad shot yeah yeah. We now we can just get a relationship, and yeah. you guys can go you where you want to go it. exactly. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what we do. You won't even need us anymore. Oh no, we just Def- definitely a bunch need of those you. non-union guys. <laughs> What's it like working in Ukraine or in uh, Yukon though? <clears throat> it Man. was very cold, minus twenty seven. <laughs> Fucking a, Jesus! Well, we had a blast. They had. Well, that's a, why know, I asked about the platform because. Of, oh yeah, the platform was was the uh, the X five. Yeah. Uh, the guys from Vancouver drove it up there, and then we flew in. I think it was all three of us. It was me, Nikita, and Alexi, and we flew in because they they were busy on another job because they also do drones. It's Revered Cinema. Oh, interesting. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> Revered.com, and they're amazing. Uh, Derek and Jason. And, um, so they do like all the big, all the big movies that shoot out West. They do all the drone, drone stuff on it. They did, uh, Transformers, the last Transformers. And they went to Peru. They were shooting like at Machu Picchu. Oh, wow. Drones, like, um, like they shoot some amazing stuff in the jungles, uh, right on in, in Peru. So, 
so anyway, yeah, they run our arms out there. So yeah, so we form these partnerships with companies uh, that then they provide the vehicle. So they have a vested interest and in, in pretty much the rental, it's split down the middle. Same thing in Chicago, Tim uh, Borntrager, he's, uh, he owns a camera car company. So like the camera cars from Whites, he, he's got, he's, he has, has all these process trailers and I think he's got three or four of them. And so now he's got, and we've been with him for Tim since, oh, Simon was two, so about 12 years. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and we've been with Revered for, I think, about 10. And uh, and then and in, in Montreal, we've got Bertrand Dupuis. And mm -hmm. he, I don't, you've probably worked yeah, I've worked with him. With yeah, we yeah. both, yeah. yeah. You've probably, probably down there, you've worked with him. So he's got an amazing shop and he built, he builds cars and rigs and stuff for he, top writers for, for yeah. film. Yeah. He and I talked about that actually. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. So he built a Cayenne and he's got his uh, Ford Raptor and he's got uh, snow tracks for it too. Oh, so that like, you know, between all that and then the guys out revered in Calgary, they have, uh, they've got a Toyota Tundra uh, that's like, totally like tricked out it's like they call it the baja it's got like baja suspension on it and stuff so fucking a man yeah do you ever think about it you ever want wish you were driving some of these i've driven some of them before yeah oh man yeah so sick yeah the raptor sounds awesome yeah the Tread. raptors the raptor's pretty cool well we've worked with the raptor so. here with bert like in town yeah well i i worked with bert he he was he was borrowing your uh your vehicle <clears> i think for for some, you were gone. He's yeah. taken over. This that, past, that, that this kind past of thing. summer, yeah. I think, when we were, or maybe it was. Uh, no, summer. this was, well, when I worked with him, was on, I think it was on a Toyota commercial. <clears throat> Actually, where was it? It doesn't matter, but it was in Toronto. It was downtown Toronto. But yeah. Yeah, we'll bring him in sometimes because if we're double booked, you know, yeah. we'll yeah. bring him in or uh, he, came, he came in on uh, Anna Green Gables because they wanted to shoot horses running across a field, which is a just super gorgeous. rough field, which. You know the ML. The ML. It can take a lot of shit. Like it, we can remember the like time horse shit. You mean? Uh, no. The, yeah. like, <laughs> remember the time we broke the crane when we were doing the the off road. Uh, the Subaru thing. The Subaru thing. I think it was. I think it was Subaru. Yeah. And uh, you know, it it can take a lot of pounding, but it can't. You know. Can't yeah, yeah. That. So we bring we bring them in for stuff like that. Okay. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's cool. So, well, right on. <laughs> um, That's a hell of a story. It's great. Yeah. Actually, your pieces just seem like they all just fit so beautifully. Does it, does it when you look back, is that what, how, how it went or was what, it? What do you mean the pieces? Like, well, like I mean, all, all the experiences that you've had, you went from this to this to this and it just kind of grew. In. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even the, like the election one, story. Yeah. Just like the way you met them. Yeah. I mean, like that was just. It all just seemed to fit. Completely like unplanned. Like, you know, I just literally. Put, that's put the catalyst ad, for this ad, whole like thing Mandy, like you guys know what mandy.com yeah, is yeah. yeah yeah i don't even know if it's still used it's like a anymore, casting site yeah but it was like yeah you could put like if you you needed somebody in the film industry you, you so i put it just put a, a quick ad and you know there was no kijiji or no like how, right how would you reach right I, I don't know back then it was like almost bef not before the internet but it was the internet was pretty in its infancy stage it was only a few years old but, sure uh yeah, and you know he just happened to apply, and I think he was the only one that that applied wow. to to be a remote head technician uh, to replace me. And I, and in the in the end, I never ended up going to Sri Lanka. 
and uh but look what came out of it but that's what came out of it right <laughs> and great. it was just like yeah we it's just worked man. towards that and then so and my equipment at the time was you know it was a giraffe crane and a power pod 2000 the power pod 2000 was a three axis head but it wasn't stabilized and levers were just starting to come in the lever head is a stabilized uh, three axis stabilized head and i could just see that you know what this equip my equipment's going to be obsolete in in a couple of years because now the mm-hmm. telescopic techno cranes started coming into town and uh, so i sold i sold both i sold the crane i sold the head and put that money into the ml so yeah it's kind of like one thing is just kind of led to the other and you know it's like right on, swinging man. through a jungle and i just see the next branch and <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah uh, that's the thing yeah so does technology change a great deal quickly in in your industry yeah it has when we first started like when i first started with alexi uh everything was analog um and now it's all digital so it's the stabilization is so much you know so much better it's so much faster you know um and you can make things you know the heads can be the same all across the board different heads can have all the same software because it's you know their geometry is different um, but their controls, the way the motors are controlled, the gyros and the stabilization, it can be, you know, kind of uniform. Um, so it's, hmm. you can, you know, it's a lot easier for, say for technicians too, because before each head was kind of like its own little beast, you know, like, and the technician would have to know all the, you know, all the, these different heads, but now it's, you know, you can just send a guy out and it doesn't matter what head it is. It, they're all basically everything's the same so fascinating wow yeah and alexi is you know i call him the electronic genius because uh i mean that's my nickname for him um or the electronic wizard sorry because i mean he can fix any like because a lot of times things go wrong like we pound the hell out of this equipment in all kinds of adverse you know climate wind shooting in the winter or sure in, in the rain whatever things things go wrong things break uh and uh you know he's able to know what the problem is you know go back to the shop and like for example on the incredible hulk we broke the turret on the crane because we we were going through we were shooting um the jeeps that are we're firing 50 caliber machine guns supposedly at the hulk you know they're chasing okay and we were just in this really rough park and just something broke on on the turret and um they took it back to the shop repaired it overnight back on set by like seven o'clock in the morning oh my god you know yeah like uh wow so yeah to to have that knowledge do 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 all the do do the team across uh nationally do they all have an alexia no no, they look for 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 Filmotechnic Canada, you know, and all our different, you know, where we have equipment. If things break, Alexi, a lot of stuff because it is digital now, you can just reprogram it. A lot of the problems are they're not like mechanical, right? Okay, you know, they're okay. software issues, so you can just and they can do all that over the internet. He can be, you know, on the internet. He can be with the engineers in in uh, Kiev. And at the same time, be you know, say with 
Tim in Chicago or or Derek in uh, in Vancouver, if there's a problem and they can, you know, you just plug in a computer and they can, you know, upgrade the software or, you know, uh, right uh, troubleshoot. And uh, but if it is something like if it's something mechanical, then we get it shipped back to our shop. Oh, and, wow. Because uh, we have a full machine shop. We've got CNC mill, CNC lathe, um, and we fix it there. So, yeah. I'm really Jeez. looking forward to going to this show. Yeah. Yeah, me too. On Tuesday, February 13th. 13th. Um, Hopefully it doesn't snow like it did last year because <clears throat> last year, right on the day. What's the address? 1455 Britannia Road East Unit. It'll be Unit 7. In Mississauga. In Mississauga. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, I'll put that up. Let me make a clip. Um, um, oh, crap. I had a question. Well, when when, uh, um, when we were, we did a Toyota commercial. Uh, we did a, when the Toyota Supra, the new one. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of was, fun. Yeah, that, that commercial was fun as hell. I had the ML up on two wheels, remember? That's I was going to say oh, that. That's yeah. at the International so, Center? Yeah. No, we no, were no, no, no we were at um like down by the dock somewhere. Or, yeah, in Hamilton. It's like near some oh, water. Okay. I think thinking it was in Hamilton down at the dock. So yeah. we were on like a nice big flat uh, piece of concrete right next to the water. Yeah, and um, I was like we were really close to each other, uh, just basically doing like um, laps through uh, around sea cans and other obstacles mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and. I was kind of kicking out the back end and having as much fun in this car as you could have. It was amazing. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a foot or two maybe from, uh, Mark's, uh, bumper or from the camera, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but we're flying and we're coming up toward the water and we make a pretty tight turn and he's got the thing on two wheels. <laughs> Jesus, man. It was unintentional. It was, yeah, it was it was seriously crazy and super fun and we all laughed afterwards in the in the and just kept going. Yeah, yeah. Um and for anyone listening, we're we're on um a headset, yeah. you know. Um uh anyway, at the time, obviously you didn't have the Tesla. No. You know, because that would have obviously been the the way to go at the time. Yeah, we wouldn't have had it up on two wheels because because it's uh, the center of gravity is so low. Yeah, it, that was so crazy. What uh, what happened? Why, why the Tesla? Well, we wanted something different, you know, because it was we had an ML, right? Yeah. So well, it's like what do Which we is, do? We just yeah. get, a, get a newer ML and build the same thing. I've been driving Tesla. I've bought a Model S, uh, as you guys probably know, yep. back in 2013. I was an early adopter. I've had it, this may be 11 years I've had it. It's got like over 250,000 kilometers on it. And I just knew the cars, you know, the power, obviously low center of gravity. We wanted something different because at the time there's, you know, some competition was starting to, to emerge here in the city, as you know. There's no competition. Absolutely. There's just a second. We won't mention names. <clears throat> there's no competition. Yeah, that's city. true. Yeah. There really isn't. But uh, We work with everybody, and there's no competition. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, big time. But, yeah, so we decided to go with that, and uh, we bought a uh, 2014 uh, P90D, which has ludicrous mode on it, which is, uh, no, now it's they changed it to insane. 
So it's insane and insane plus. Well, I've had yeah, <laughs> I've had a short opportunity of driving that thing, and it is uh, absolutely insane plus. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's amazing for. <laughs> The regen braking, because normally, you know, you're yeah. braking two pedals and in the ML, I'm braking two pedals. I still drive and have been driving for the last, you know, 18 years. I taught myself to drive with two feet. Mm -hmm. Yep. Accelerator, uh, brake. You don't teach your daughter that, but when we... I will when, teach my son that. When we drive. No, we, that's how we drive. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you guys do that. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I think it's the better way to drive because you your reaction time is so you have to move your foot over and you just it's you easier for quick details it. you can play with time. both at the same yeah. time yeah so with the with the tesla if i press on the brake while the accelerator is pressed it'll one it'll beep and but it will cut power so, but I don't need to do that with the with the regen. I just I just feather it off, and and the regen yeah. does the braking, and it's it's so responsive and so you know so intuitive. I mean, I don't even really think about it because I've been driving them for so long. Mm. You know, I do that all the time when I'm driving on the highway or whatever. I you know I can anticipate if somebody's slowing down in front of me. I just I just lift a little and yeah, you know, and it, and it breaks for you. So. I actually like driving electric cars sometimes uh, when we're shooting because I don't have to hit a brake. If we're going down a hill or something like yeah, that, I can just let off and there's yeah. no brake lights yeah. and other distracting qualities. Yeah. Yeah. We, <clears throat> there was a day, well, they're making cars anti-stunt now. Um, yeah. If you pull the bulbs out of the back, it shuts off something else. It's crazy. Yeah, pull, true. If you pull a, a, a fuse. Yeah. Um, but we used to take the back taillights out. Yeah. Just pull the bulbs. Yeah. And then we could feather the brake. You can't even do that anymore. Can't do that. No. <clears throat> yeah, we put I put a switch. Uh, th we have three switches inside that kill the headlights, front and back, separately, and the um, and the day daylight running lights, daytime running lights. But when I kill there's a couple different switches that if I, if I kill them, it kills the windshield wipers. <laughs> so <laughs> if crazy. you're shooting in the rain, <laughs> I need, you know what I mean? Like I need my windshield, especially if it's at night, but you don't want your lights on because you don't want to illuminate exactly. the car in front of you. <laughs> so it's every once in a while I have to like flip it on and then flip it off again. But it's uh, hilarious. Yeah. They just rig. I know that's the way it's wired in the cars that the, windshield wipe were windshield wipers are connected to the tail lights or you know to the yeah to the headlights that's so, so odd yeah that's fun so, yeah but uh so you've so you're running uh, both your cars teslas that you're running with the with the arms you have two no we have just the, uh, the one with we the just have the one which is okay. p90d and then we just use the ml for for off-road now okay for in toronto because in toronto we don't do like crazy off-road like out west you know they're shooting in the mountains and they need to drive up a mountain totally in the wind you know in the <clears> snow <throat> so then they got the razor and they got the snow tracks and uh and it works it's amazing the 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 crane the ukraine mini is uh it's much lighter um but uh here we don't you know, just the nature of what what we do, right? You we you know we'll shoot in a quarry. The ML is perfectly fine for that. We'll shoot. What's that place that we shoot the the uh, Ganaraska Forest? Yeah, the Ganaraska. You know, it, you never really fly through there. Yeah. So we were trying. 
Yeah. Remember that one in the snow? Yeah. The, all the trees and branches between us? Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the one where we, where we broke the crane. So okay. what happened was, so I'd ask production. We won't name names, but I, <laughs> I, I just, you know, you go on the tech scout and I yeah. ask the production, okay, okay, we're looking this way. You know, trees are here and you're going to be driving in, you know, in that, in that other track. We're never going to see the track that I'm driving in. Correct. So plow that, like, <clears throat> like grade it. Yeah. Right. Cause it was literally like this. Well, you know, the director always wants to go faster and faster and, and that's what happened. And, and then, so I just literally, I bottomed out. Like I went over a thing and because it was snow covered as, as well, didn't see it. And because the way the crane works is it's gyro stabilized. So when the, if, if this is the arm and this is the vehicle, when the vehicle dips down or goes like that, the arm is actually moving up and down. So when we dipped like that, the crane just shot up because it thinks, oh, I've got to stay level. Right. Right. Because the operator's telling it to stay level. So it literally shot up, but it shot up so fast that the, the power went backwards through the circuits and fried, fried the circuits, fried the, like the, let's call it the motherboard. Yeah. Wow. That's what happened to it. Cause there wasn't, there wasn't a protection, which we have now. So that'll never happen again, but they're, they're, they're just like, you know, learning. Well, it's good to know you drive with protection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a fun spot. Yeah, like for was. me it was a it was a blast. Yeah, so we just strapped the crane down, and the head <clears throat> was still working fine, and we just shot the rest of the day. And you'd never know. You, I've seen the commercial man because weren't you to, were you towing a boat or no? That was another. Oh, one. that was another one. Yeah, another one. But uh, we've done a lot together. Oh, we've done countless. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot. And of hopefully, members. do you know many many countless more? more. So, yeah. yeah, countless. That was more. A, I had to back this boat down this little skinny oh yeah i remember that remember had that was it. the first job we did back after <clears throat> covid remember okay where we did uh, also the subaru remember it was subaru and we and they had the canoes on the roof and yeah. going through all that big mud and all that stuff yeah. that was that, that was Kristen. fun yeah yeah that's right yeah Kristen was driving yeah i think andrew yeah, I was and there. you were there too because yeah, there was so. like three cars yeah there were that's three, right yeah three yeah. cars that, <clears> that was Subaru jobs have always been a good muddy mess or something. Yeah. They're always yeah. fun. Yeah. Let's hear from Subaru. We, should, we need sponsors. Yeah. yeah what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> yeah. We'll put the Impreza up here on the table, you know? Yeah. Okay. It'll fit. <laughs> that'll, that'll impress the people. <laughs> Sorry. When, uh, when I was young, uh, getting into this, um, were we using a, a headset at the time? Yeah, we've always we've always, we've always had it? yeah we've always had a headset and you know initially it was when I first built the ML it was uh, wire it was like you know it was built it wasn't wireless everything was wired and wired right into the car it was the best right. thing best thing I could get at the time you know sure I think I even got it from the states um, and then then we got into the HMEs which were wireless but their range was terrible and now we use the ear techs cuz the range out is... of range yeah 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 man i hate i hate that person <laughs> i know i know and i'm always banging my thing <clears throat> yeah, yeah. what are you talking about i'm yeah. out of range <laughs> but yeah now the ear techs are, are so much better yeah they're great well what did we do like when we had some of those five guy 
jobs you know i usually just use the production walkie yeah yeah Yeah, that's like kind of how i remember doing those commercials back in the day we haven't done any of those fancy five car they seem to be scaling down there yeah yeah well everybody's making commercials for the internet yeah so they don't want to put that money into that it's it's every you have to make product every day or every week or every month yeah so why spend all that money on one big spot yeah they they can cut it up and put it in on the internet yes but i miss doing that yeah just in case anyone's listening we miss doing the big spots yeah well with jim we just just the last job we did we did the that kia job up at the collingwood airport that was fun oh yeah had a lot of fun right on that yeah I think that right, 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 you right. guys, you were down south, I believe, and you were, I think you were up north covering for for Randy, I believe. Yeah, I believe yeah. that's true. And I was, because uh, I did the rest of the job, maybe, or no. No, no that's we, not right. We that's shot not up right. there for two days. Jim went out and did another something, too, with me, or for me. Yeah. Or I, I forget. Anyway. Yeah, we love Jim, but we hate when he... He takes some work. It's <laughs> 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 awesome. Yeah, Jim's amazing. Yeah, Jim. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he here yesterday. Amazing. Yeah, he, he's here next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we got. What did he have to say? Was he? Uh... Oh, it was great. We had a blast. He didn't have much good to say about you, but no. <laughs> but yeah. Otherwise, well, there was that was one great. thing in the secret. That he told yeah, me. that secret that he revealed on the yeah on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just between us, though. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah this one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he did. Uh, he 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 talked about going over to uh, Japan to shoot that Lexus job, um, and so you guys obviously went over as well. Yeah, yeah they, we, they flew us over there for. We flew the arm. Uh, I think we flew the weights as well. Usually we wouldn't, but we flew everything over there. We put it on an X five, beautiful blue <clears throat> X five, which I ended up when I came back, searched for one and bought one. Uh, the same color because I love that that color. Um, yeah, and they brought us over hmm. for one day of shooting. Wow, yeah. really? So you know, we prepped prepped for a day. We set it all up at the the food. We shot at the Fuji Speedway. F- Mount Fuji was like right there. Uh, yeah, it's pretty close to Mount Fuji. And Sweet. Uh, yeah, we shot on the racetrack. And how long was Jim uh, there for the same? Just one same, day? Yeah, he, oh. he he flew in with us, and we have unbelievable flew business class. Uh, you know, it was it was a, it was an amazing trip, yeah. So, I, what's it, your dream job? What, which one's yours? Oh, I can mean, I ask another question first? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, when you get to Japan and you've flown the the arm and the weights and whatever, whatever, and you want to put it on this car, what does it take to put it on that car? Do you ruin that car? Yeah, like no, we we used to we had a at first it was like a a plywood, especially. Uh, you know cut to the to the correct size plywood with all kinds of like very thick foam padding underneath because we we've shot we used to shoot all over the world like we we'd spend a month at least in argentina shooting a year for about five years we did that um and uh you know we've shot in bahrain we've shot ferrari f1 in bahrain when they were testing that that I think is probably one of my one of my dream jobs. Oh, so he answered your question first. <laughs> yeah, uh, but w- the yeah, the way we would do it is we, we it's combined. Would, we would have the we later built a metal uh, frame 
that the crane base goes on to and then clamps clamp down on it and then that gets then we use these great big two inch thick straps and there's the uh, eye hooks at, at the top of the crane and we literally double cross you know through underneath like inside the car mm-hmm. and uh we but we never ever damaged a, uh, a car Okay, so wow. you can't put the windows up. I saw how you got an iffy there. <laughs> Once in Dubai, we, we damaged the hood. Or the uh, Sorry, the, uh, the the roof. The roof a little bit. So you set it on the roof on the pad, and then you strap it? And then we strap it down. Through the windows? Well, yeah, through the, you know, you got the, what's it called, the B-pillar? Yeah. So then, yeah, you'd cross, you'd cross, uh, and then through, and yeah, strap it down, and then another two straps front and back. So it wouldn't move. You, you can't put the windows all the way up. Uh, no, we would do it. The doors would be open, and so you can close the doors because we we would always use an X5 when we're overseas. The X5 BMW, BMW X5 on a racetrack. I wouldn't drive anything else on a racetrack. Like we were doing shooting Ferrari, we were doing over two hundred down the straightaway. And then you're coming into the first turn and you're, you know, you got to brake hard and, you know, that crane doesn't move and, but it's just the brakes on the X5 were just incredible. Oh, really? And uh, when we used to shoot in Dubai, we'd shoot a lot in the desert. So Range Rover, we'd use the Range Rover for that. Um, but everywhere else, it was always an X5. Nice. And just, you just, you guys are just transforming. So, into these things. so the pad that you made the, the, with the, either the, the metal or the, the plywood base, does that have to be designed specifically for the car you're using? No, be it like a, a general size, you know, because we need, you know, we were either using a, a Range Rover or an X5, and they're basically the same size within, yeah, sure, you know, within an inch or two. Makes sense. And it was always a little bit, yeah, it was never too big or too small. The, the uh, and we would ship that and yeah we would ship most times we would get the uh, productions to get us weights because one of the advantages was the, we used the dumbbell weights you know the like weightlifting mm-hmm. weights so you can get those anywhere in the world because it costs a lot of money just to ship the weights but to Japan we ship the weights and to Bahrain we ship the rates the weights because can't get them there and the batteries as well because you know there's like four big batteries that power the crane and um, yeah, so we would get a warehouse, get production to rent us a warehouse, and we would set it up, get a forklift, just picks it up, puts it on top of the car, strap it down. We have a whole mobile, like a a mobile kit of, of you know, put the monitors in because you got to rig all the monitors and uh, all your cabling, and we had wow. kits of that. And yeah, we we traveled like probably good three to four months a year. We were away on various jobs um argentina chile we went to the southern chip of chile uh dubai we shot at the yaz marina circuit uh we shot uh what was it it was like a chinese knockoff of a a mercedes like of of a mercedes ml but it was like the i think it was chinese knockoff or korean something like that Hmm. and um but then we get we got to shoot formula two cars on the track damn. I mean, i was going so fast around that track that i would have to blow 
you know, in the runoff because I couldn't make the turns, you know. But uh, wow, yeah, but that was a lot of fun. So now every time I watch, I don't know if you guys are F1 fans, but it, you know, every time I watch F1, it's like <laughs> I remember shooting, you know, that's on, cool, on man. The tracks, yeah, it was, yeah, it was that's cool. cool, and especially shooting with Ferrari. My, I'd say we shot it, we shot at Mugello in Italy. They were Ferrari was testing, and uh, th I think that was probably my dream job uh going back to your question because i think i've answered yes your question you have now, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so <laughs> we we were going to uh, malaysia to shoot a mercedes film we went to went to kuala lumpur and but on the way the guys in europe um had a job shooting ferrari at, at mugello so nikita and i flew uh to to italy i think we landed in rome or wherever we landed but uh it was just outside of florence so we're in tuscany and one day we're shooting the you know ferrari race cars with their test uh their test driver and um we had the crew chief in the back of the we were on the Mercedes, because the guys in Europe use uh, use an ML, so it was same exact same setup as as we have here. And I got to hold the Ferrari radio, and I got to talk to the to the driver in Italian. Now that was amazing because you know I was <laughs> telling him to you know slow down, speed up, all the things that we do, right? Yeah. But he's a Formula One driver. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that was that was incredible. The next day, we're shooting. I think it was an F40. It was like a 1965 uh, Ferrari. Um, I think this thing was worth, they told us it was worth like 5 million euro, this car. It was like, there's only man. a couple of them in the world. Wow. A beautiful, like Ferrari red, beautiful, uh, beautiful condition. And we were shooting on the roads, the winding roads, you know, with the, the, the big cypress trees, uh, the typical, you know, picturesque yeah yeah Tuscany, absolutely right? just ripping around uh the countryside so yeah that was and what was this for yeah. this was for ferrari we were shooting can we see this is it on I youtube it's on it's got to be somewhere yeah yeah i've never saw the finished product okay. i think i think we were shooting the race like when we were on the race track shooting the f1 car um I believe it was for them, maybe internally. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, an in-house video. It could have also been because we also do. You know, they've got that Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. It's like mm. right beside wow. the racetrack. Because when we went there to Bahrain to shoot Ferrari, we were we were shooting footage for. They've got like big screens inside, so it's like an, an experience. You know, you maybe in your seat or something your seat moves and and we were shooting the car to you know to be on the track and that footage i have some of that footage because i i actually made i didn't post anything anywhere but i edited you know some some cool music for you know with the footage that we shot but it's just you know stuff we recorded in the car so sure. it's not like the best footage but um yeah that's probably the dream job it's like, it's like working with ferrari shooting yeah, ferraris wow. uh yes and you said you're kind of on the road for four months shooting ferrari no no we we just uh we we were there for like maybe three four days oh i see and then we flew from there we flew to uh 
through Abu Dhabi. We flew to Kuala Lumpur, and then we shot a Mercedes uh, film. You know, those little short films, and it was a heist. Right. You can actually see that one on. That's we shot on a highway in Kuala Lumpur for 11 hours straight. We did not stop. We did not have, have basically we had water. That's it. Almost no food, and because they shut down wow. this highway, and we shot this basically this chase sequence. It's a, it's it was this uh, it's basically a bank heist, and they get away in a, in a, like a Mercedes sedan. And then they're being chased by the cops, and then all of a sudden, two more Mercedes come in. So there's three Mercedes, all identical, same color, you know, all tinted windows, and they're driving down, the, you know, the highway. They're being chased by cops, and so we were filming all that. And then, you know, wow, right it's on. Like, there were like two decoys and stuff. So that was super fun. And then we got to shoot on an airstrip, uh, the same thing. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so many like so many me Jeez, man. like the overseas jobs. I think are probably the so, most memorable because you get to yeah. different terrains and wow, yeah, like in north, like in northern Argentina, like you know, in in the desert and canyons, and in Dubai, out in the desert with a big mass of sand dunes, and I got an X five uh, stuck actually in in the sand dunes because we were shooting at the racetrack in Abu Dhabi. I said, okay, we, we have to have, we have to have uh, an X5 for this job. And, and ended up like, it's no good in sand. You know, it got it stuck. If it would have been a Range Rover, but a Range Rover's no good for shooting high speed on a track. So whatever, I got had Interesting. To, yeah. Man, crazy, yeah. It's been a lot of, uh, we, did, uh, we did a Cadillac job Jeff Zwart was the uh, was the director. I don't know if you know him. He's a huge that. Porsche guy. He's he's a director, DP. Uh, he started his career way back in the '70s as a F1 photographer. He was like, you know, shooting F1 cars in photography for I don't know if it was for news or doing something. Graduated into film and directing and he's a dp he was the he was the, he did second unit on uh racing in the rain that we shot at mossport i don't know if you you it was all no i did i don't know who who's the they must have brought in their own stunt guys or something i can't remember who was involved in that huh. hmm. but anyway um we go down to the tip of uh southern tip of Argent of uh sorry of chile you like you couldn't go any further south although you know it was basically water and then it's antarctica the winds were so strong that the trees just grew like this oh wow, just, wow. And, the, and the branches are just like you know because that's just the winds are just so strong there huh. and we were just ripping around and because jeff is a he's a huge porsche guy he wanted to use a porsche cayenne for you know for, we basically had to rent it and the producer um, his name is actually Philip Baulis. Uh, he, we work with him in Argentina a ton. And he's actually, there's a, a movie that's nominated for an Oscar right now called uh, Society of the Snow. And he produced the part that they shot in Chile. and Or maybe Argentina. I think it's Chile, though. Yeah, it's Chile. Anyway, Philip, we'd known Philip for quite a few years. And I got him to get me a get me an x5 it was like this gray x5 um and 
we won Jeff over because he was kind of skeptical about its capabilities. It's, you know, and... and well, he just uh, wanted the Porsche. He wanted the Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> and we were literally flying down these, like, these dirt roads. And like, I don't know how many windshields we broke on the picture car, like several. And the whole front of the, uh, the whole front of the... Uh, x5 we were shooting because you know obviously when the picture cards in front of us it's flying rocks at us i think we broke the windshield um the ah, whole I see, front I see. was destroyed of course and uh <laughs> philip was pretty uh <laughs> was pretty mad about that but i won jeff over like and you know those uh those cattle grates you know you got those uh cat it's basically between fields they'll have like all these metal bars going across you can drive across it but cattle if they go in it they break their legs so they don't like to go oh, that's across interesting. Oh, I've never i'm not aware of it, of it. Yeah. cattle grates i think they're called <clears throat> interesting um and we would just be flying along this road like doing 90 miles an hour and uh yeah doing and shooting this these cadillac cars and jeff ended up directing all of these cadillac spots they shot in morocco they shot all over the world these different Cadillac spots. It was back, uh, that was quite a few years ago now, at least 10 years. They should do it again. Yeah, and, they uh, should. Yeah, they us should invite us. <laughs> yeah, so. Wow, yeah, man, that's sweet. Wow, you've had quite the time with this. Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, we've traveled the world together and, uh, yeah. Now, are been... they building up the team internationally at all? Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's Film and Technic USA, so they basically cover, you know, all of sure. the, U the U.S., which is a huge market because there's so many... Huge know, cities doing film. film. Yeah, you've got Atlanta, you've got, you know... So what? Uh, here's a question. Why aren't you in Atlanta? Why aren't you in L.A.? Well, because there's Film and Technic USA, so they're a separate company to us. So we're basically, you've got, you know, you've got Film and Technic U Ukraine, they're you know call them the mothership and then you've got you know the different branches we're we're basically the canadian branch of them uh there's film technique usa based out of or sorry um europe based out of amsterdam in england a company called bickers they build um they build cars for uh f like basically stunt cars they'll build you know you need a, a car for a, a car chase they and and their family history goes back the dad worked he built you know the he built the motorbike for indiana jones he you oh, know uh, what are they J called james bond called bickers bickers action look them up they're they're amazing they they build you know so many different things but then they got into building you know camera cars they have they actually use a semi truck for a camera car that they, you know they can fit anything on it it's huge and yeah, I mean you name it all the movies that are shot in England and they they, they, they worked on uh, you know the last um, uh, what's it called it uh, Tom Cruise movie uh, Mission Impossible Mission Impossible okay. they did that you know the, the parts that were shot in England and stuff and yeah, they've got all kinds of rigs, electric, you know, cars, uh, bikes, uh, not all electric, but they've got so many different camera car platforms and top riders and you name it, but they built and and uh, it's all based on um, on their farm, the family farm. And the dad was a motorcycle rider, a motorcycle racer. 
and uh like a like a champion mm -hmm. in the time i think it was like like motor like it would be we'd call it motocross today or trials yeah stuff like that in enduros and things like that and uh and then slowly slowly paul is the guy paul vickers is the is the son that kind of took over from his dad but yeah like yeah they did all kinds of stuff for all those movies back in the 70s star wars things oh, like that's that. cool Very yeah cool. really cool kind of history so he he runs the russian the ukraines in uh in uh in the uk and then they work all over the place you know they'll work in ireland and scotland and and even even on the continent if it's busy enough and then there's a there's other arms uh based in barcelona um where else uh and then oh australia new zealand you know so the the equipment is that's why we don't travel anymore because now the equipment it's everywhere is right of, yeah it's, it's spread it's, it's everywhere so it was it was you know a natural thing but we were the ones that you know any job came up south africa whatever uh south america we would go we're the guys we would go there so but you know that's over now but it's okay it's like i mean you get to work in the beautiful city of toronto oh yeah on our lovely roads uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i just got my tax bill this morning it only went up 200 dollars from last year so it's not too bad but uh that's all right you know, they're talking about a, you know a 10 what Ten and a half percent, uh, ten point six percent tax rise. But oh, I mean, that wouldn't affect in, in, you guys. In, no, here. it wouldn't affect us here. No, it's only city of Toronto. But uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to change it Jesus. later on. Or anyway, don't don't get me started on the bad roads in Toronto. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So yeah, construction is sort of a thing now. Eh? It's just everywhere you go. Yeah, it's now, everywhere now. It doesn't snow anymore. That uh, it's. Um, they're just doing it all the time. So, what do you think the future of the hydrogen engine? I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. BMW, Toyota. That's what I've yeah, seen. I saw. BMW yeah. wants to. Uh, yeah, Toyota. I mean, you know what? If it's safe, if if you could like pour water into your yeah into your water tank and drive up drive, you know, unlimited. That's probably even better than electric. I watched an interview the other day with uh, you know Billy Carson is. He's a neuroscience, physics, I forget, but he's a, he's a scientist. Um, but anyway, he was saying something about in the next 10 years, 100% hydrogen is going to be the, the engine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe hmm. maybe electric is just kind of like the stepping stone to getting off of fossil fuels. Yeah, that's kind of the idea I got. That. Like, there's no, no doubt about that because, you know, supposedly there's only so much and if you know future generations in two three hundred years what are they going to use well there's a school know. there's a school of thought that <clears throat> would uh would say that there isn't a limited supply that there is so much but that other people need it to go to be squashed uh the electrics right to be risen um there's there's a lot of fossil fuels left in the world and they're just trying to stop um for business, for money. Yeah, for money. Some, some money. For business. Money, something. Yeah. I, yeah. Who knows? Like, do we really know? Do we, yeah, we don't know. We'll do never we know. ever know, right? Yeah. I just assume money. Yeah. Every any change, I just it, go, it, yeah, it, money. As soon as somebody can figure out how to make money off the hydrogen, there we go. Yeah. But will a hydrogen a hydrogen car have as much torque as electric? Because that's why I love. I mean, apart from you know, 
you know, I, I, I feel good that I'm not burning gas. And although, you know, if we're using the ML for, for work, yeah, okay, yeah. it's, I have to, but, uh, I just love the torque, the power, you know, mm -hmm. I love to have a car that has power, not so that I can drive, you know, 200 kilometers an hour down the highway. It's more, I just love acceleration, you know, like, well, the, the thing is a freak car. It feels like, to me, it feels like a roller coaster that you are in control of. Yeah. Sort of. Because <laughs> um, it does, it just doesn't have that moment of gear shifting. And yeah. Yeah. There's whatever. no hesitation. It's uh, none at all. Like my new X, I, last year, it's almost a year old now, but I bought a 23X. It's got insane mode and then it's got drag strip mode i haven't even it, it's got sport <laughs> what the drag so strip it's got mode. chill sport insane chill. And drag strip i haven't even i haven't even put it into insane mode yet because sport is like super fast but it's just the acceleration you know it's uh yeah i love that i love the car it's parked right outside but uh is your Porsche that car is parked outside yeah let's go try the drag strip <laughs> We'd have to go to a drag strip to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's just basically launch mode. It, yeah. it it puts all the power, takes, you know, it's kind of like in Star Wars, you know, they like, can yeah. you know, divert all the power to the to the engines to, to go into hyperspace. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, but I haven't tried it. But, uh, but the P90D, it's got Insane Plus, which is a similar thing. Like, say we're going to, you know, we're doing a car chase and I... And we have to wait off the side and they're going to come by and then I got to like tuck in behind them. I'll put it in that and just it'll launch and everybody's just like, Ooh, you know, because <laughs> they get sucked in their seats and, and but it goes like, you know, fucking a does it ever spins the tires. And yeah, have, have you ever had a problem on the road charging? No, no, no. Once we did a job, actually, we was kind of way out here. Oh, yeah. We shot actually. We shot, there's a, uh, we've shot there before. Uh, there's a conservation area near here. A uh, Valens. Probably. Uh, Just up the street. You're not talking about uh, Guelph? Uh, what's the one in Guelph? Because I know we've shot there as well. Yeah, I've shot a ton there with what's you. It, what's it called? We, it's, Rocks. It's a job where, it's a job where we were all on the job together. Even Blair was there. And, and I think Jim, when we did, I think we did all those, uh, we shot it. Then we went and shot at that racetrack. Oh no no no! It's when we shot the uh, the Ionic Five, the uh, electric uh, Ionic yeah. Five, and I believe Blair drove it. Push Lynch. Um, Push what, was that Blair? Uh, Push Lynch. I think it was Push Lynch or something like that. It's off Twenty Four Highway. Yeah. See, he gets to talk to us every once in a while. Yeah. So, I I because that car has free supercharging, so I'll drive it from the shop. I drove it to Cambridge Supercharger, charged it for free. It's Tesla, you know, that's all part of owning the cars. Not quite like that anymore, but not when you buy new cars. Anyway, supercharged there, drove to the conservation area. We shot a bunch there, and then we had to drive to that racetrack um, and shoot later in the day. I think we ended the day with something like 20 kilometers because the ra once we got on the racetrack, it just was chewing up the, the range, and I think we finished the day i think we had like 20 kilometers of range i had we had to charge with our gas power generator and a lot of people always laugh but 
hey, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we had to charge for like over an hour so then I could make it to the <clears throat> supercharger in Hamilton so I could charge and then get back to the shop. <laughs> so, right. Oh, my God. And I and I kind of do that all on my own time. I don't bill production an extra Well, it's your hour. fault you have that car. Yeah, it's kind of our fault that we have it. Um, but there there are lots of advantages as you know but uh yeah so sometimes that, that it's a long day for me because i have to leave like if we had to be there for 6 a.m you know normally okay it's an hour so i would leave at five but i actually have to leave at four because i got to go supercharge for an hour and then you know go to so what do you do stuff. while you're charging just hang out and play with your ipad <laughs> sleep ipad <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The iPad in the he's car. In the car. So while he's charging, it's he's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's actually there's actually an entertainment system like, and it doesn't work while you're driving. It'll only work when you're parked. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there's a whole like you know if you're into video games, there's video games, and and you use the steering wheel controls to like. What? You know, yeah, to shoot. Oh, now Andrew's going to buy one. <laughs> Simon likes it, but uh, yeah, it's not my video games aren't really my yeah. thing. But I'm into yeah. it. But you, you can watch Netflix. Like you, you can, if you okay. have a Netflix account, you can, there's literally a, a Netflix button. You just hit it in your account and you can watch. We've done it before when we've supercharged on, on trips and stuff. And yeah, you can just watch whatever you want, you know. I think even Amazon's on there now, and they're always changing. That's the beauty of those cars is that they they're constantly updating them. So right. like even my the 2013 S, you know, it's not the same car it was when I bought it. You know, because back then, their not the technology was different, but they, there's so many more, so many updates. Oh, can, of course, they can make the car do just like apps or phones or anything. Exactly, it's mm -hmm. the same, it's same computer. Thing. It's just constantly updating so it's uh they're yeah, you know i think uh but hydrogen i i don't know like is it going to work just like a, a gas powered motor except it's just powered by hydrogen so you're still going to need a transmission you're still going to need an exhaust well that makes sense uh, yeah i don't know, you know so Fuck, man. i don't know i don't know if it's going to have it the power is it going to have that kind of power so <laughs> yeah well not everybody know. needs the power no not everybody but, needs well. it but I think uh, if I was like, you know, I don't want, I personally, if if I was going to buy a Tesla and have to wait 40 minutes or an hour or something for my car to charge, how long does it take? Like if I'm, let's say I want to go on a well, road trip. Well, now the new Tesla. ones. Okay. For example, uh, last Friday, I came down to see um, the guys at uh, Pegasus and um, I brought Simon with me because he had, he had written a, an exam in the morning. So he came with me and uh so we went to see pegasus then we went to charge because we were driving up north and um so we went to go have something to eat and uh before like we were halfway through the meal i had to go out and take the car off charge because it had already charged so it's it's fast like now they the, the like half an hour so but it's like oh really if you have one and you're Okay, you would drive to Toronto to set. You'd probably, you know, you'd be able to drive back uh, and then charge at home. Like, uh, you know, I could, I could come here and then go back to <clears throat> back to Toronto 
on on one single charge. But if you're going up north and you go into the cottage and all that stuff, I, I just, mean, I charge it home. You just charge it first and then you go. Yeah, and up there I have I have a charger. But you have like what at home? What is your charger? Here in Toronto, I've got just two dryer plugs. That's all you need because the okay. car the car comes with a, a mobile charger and the, and the connection is a is a dryer plug. Right. Okay. 1450 NEMA dryer plug. Up up in Collingwood, I have a, a wall charger because I got it as a promotion, uh, like as a what do you call it? Uh, if you say you buy your Tesla, you use my code. It uh, referral. Right. So from referrals, they were giving they were giving out. Uh, you got so many referrals, you got a free charger. Which they they were worth seven seven fifty, and so that's on the wall in between the two the two cars, and we just share the. You know, my wife will plug hers in, and then when when she's done, do you ever fight about it? No, no, because she always goes back to Toronto on Sunday night, and I go into the office on Monday morning. So All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's no need to fight. No. No. Because that kind of fight would just be electric. <laughs> <laughs> I need my Tesla fixed with a bar stool, you know, and turn around like this. And yeah. Just your bar. Yeah, Tesla needs a bar. Now, and did I'll you just come one. up with that because you spun of it? Or did you have that in your mind? I had it in my mind. I actually wanted to say it for the last half hour. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Not really. Maybe two minutes. <laughs> but um, So what's, what's, what's the future hold? Now that the strike is over, you're doing Frankenstein. Yeah, a couple of days on that. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's always hard to tell. You can never predict. That's the one thing about this business, which makes it interesting in some respects. Other it makes it tough in another. Yeah, tough. It's like you can't really plan. You can plan, but you know it's a gamble. Sometimes. Well, when you plan, then you get work. Yeah. Well, how are you feeling exactly. about the industry? You do you have any thoughts on? AI? Just how 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 it's going? AI, all that stuff. Yeah, is AI or technology going to be a struggle for you guys at all? I don't know. It's uh, like helicopter pilots now are not working so much yeah, because of drones. Because of drones, yeah. So, but they make you know drones are much easier to work with. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I think it's like it's like anything new. It's there's always those those growing pains and. People that did something before are afraid. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do. You know, I think everything kind of finds its place. It's you know, once the dust settles. You know, I, I think. I mean, personally, I mean, I was on the phone to FedEx on the way here, and I'm telling you, their AI, you know, person that answers the phone is just infuriating. Because like, please tell me what you want. You know, what you're calling oh, about. Oh God. Or, I, okay, I want out of rain. <laughs> I want to track a package. Well, please tell me the reason that you know. Or I, I just say, I, I just say, I want to speak to a human. Totally. And, 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 and it's like, sorry, I didn't understand that. <laughs> What's oh, a I, human? I just get so mad. Yeah, so do I. It's like it's crazy. And then at the end, I was like doing a survey, and I'm like, okay, you guys got to get rid of that AI robot because it's really stupid. <laughs> it's just. So, Please leave your feedback at the end of this. <laughs> the end of this call. You don't want my feedback. No. Yeah, it's kind of a weird time with all this transitioning of everything, uh, everything from humans to robots. Yeah, you know, I, it's I, getting. I'm it's not crazy. a fan of it. I don't. We're all just shifting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. I guess like some some AI. I don't want to talk to that person at yeah. FedEx. That's just fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but other stuff is good. Like it's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool. On our phones. Uh, it's yeah, it's an interesting tool, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the film industry is on its way toward the bottom. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. I I don't know. Well, uh, maybe the quality. Maybe what what we're used to. Or, maybe I feel like it's going to downsize the crew. Well, see, things have changed and, drastically from when I was young shooting on film uh, to digital. Yeah, it it changed everything. Um, things moved faster, more product. Yeah, and the the need for more product because of the streaming services streaming. and whatever. That's the thing. Technology is moving in every way. Yeah, not just that. You know. Yeah, but it, but it affects it affects things. Like you know, movies were very exciting. It, it was very exciting. Um, and when you would see, you'd go see Jurassic Park, and it was exciting watching these dinosaurs and what what Spielberg and his team were able to accomplish. But nowadays, I swear to God, if you just go on social media, you'll see like you'll see some way more exciting real shit. You know, I love watching twenty minutes of people just falling off shit. You know, <laughs> whatever. That's a, that's pretty exciting. Darwin so. Awards. That's a you know, <laughs> yeah. All the field exactly. on. Uh, Exactly. On Facebook, Darwin Awards. I love seeing those videos. Oh, so sometimes man. I, I, I kind of like, I, I scroll up because I know like, like you know, the person's gonna get killed or something. Yeah, it's just show stuff violent. like that. It's like that, I like. Oh, like, Twitter. I don't, no, I don't see or X guys. or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't just use bad. That. I don't even oh, use I can't. I don't even like going on Twitter because. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Two. Uh, moment I scroll down, man, it takes four seconds, and I see something extremely violent. And really it's on what? Twitter. Is it still Twitter? Yeah, or X. X. It's called X, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's the worst in my opinion. Really? For that. I don't... Somebody told me, well, it's the algorithm, and you, you stay on the video, and now it knows you oh, want to watch that. Yeah, yeah but I stay on puppy it. videos too. Give me another puppy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Fuck, I don't, I don't like watching that shit. Well, see, now there's a... I do for the subgenre awareness. Uh, puppy fails. Puppy fails. There's, that's got to be there. Yeah, you yeah. can watch puppy Cat fails. Cat ones are funny. I love. Yeah. Like we don't have any pets, or you know. I like watching a cat drop a vase onto yeah, someone's yeah. head or something. Yeah. yeah. Or they or they fight or the kung fu cats. You know, yeah, like that shit's the best. Three cats in an alley, and one's like going up <laughs> the wall and smacking the other. <laughs> that shit's the best. Yeah, they're so funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but see, that's we the should thing. be shooting that shit. Well, that's the thing. Is like you know what we shoot is different now. Like we're here doing this, we're doing a podcast, and it's just a different format of yeah. something that's kind of exciting and interesting and whatever. But ten years ago, I don't think you could do this, like what we're doing no, right now. Like, not at all. Just the tech. Maybe the technology was available, but I don't think it was at a price point where true not enough. Everybody could just you know you could yeah just set up these cameras and and stuff in your basement and that's you know, true and, and film. So it's uh, yeah, and with watching commercials. Uh, you know, uh, there once was five drivers, mm -hmm. and now there's one. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. and coordinator uh, d doubling as the driver as well. Sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and there's yeah. it's just uh, everything just seems like it's kind of. Is everybody's trying to pinch you know, their, you know, just, uh, tighten the belt? And yeah, stuff and yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. You know, they say that AI's taken over even stunt business and Yeah. Yeah. Well, get, some aspects. I've I've heard down in the south that uh some major series have gotten rid of stunts and action to fully do 
Really? AI work, yeah. Wow. I mean, I could be totally wrong and just can't see where because you can always tell depends on the game well that's the thing that's the funny thing we can tell i can tell when i'm watching a movie does the average person that doesn't really know what they're looking at can they tell and what is the end user using if they're watching it on their ipad or their laptop or their cell phone yeah that little guy crashing through that window that somebody designed in a computer you're not yeah. gonna tell. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I I only watch on, you know, my big screen. Yeah, so me too. My I match I don't watch theater like theater screen. You know, Facebook videos or whatever, but I don't I wouldn't watch an entire movie on my phone. No. Right. No. Maybe my computer if I'm on a plane. Yeah, as as Absolutely. I yeah. watch them on my iPad when when I'm traveling. Yeah. But the um um there are people that watch them on their yeah, their phones. Kids. A lot of kids these days. Yeah. Um, and then oh, they yeah. don't care that it's AI. Yeah. Well, because they're... Half those little never, buggers are they, making it. They've never not known it either. Like yeah. my son, right? He's he's never... He's 14. He's never not known having... Not having the internet. He's... True. You know, he's he's always had it. It's... Yeah, it's, absolutely. I, I try and keep him, keep him away from video games and stuff like that. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing his band. Yeah. No, they're good. They're... Uh, they're pretty talented. He's been doing it for a while. Well, he's been doing music since he was four. Yeah, you were showing me videos years ago. Yeah. Just of him practicing. He started playing like... piano when he was four, started guitar and drums when he was six. And then we watched uh, a documentary about Jeff Lynn, you know, ELO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he saw him like doing all the instruments and doing. He goes, Oh, I think he was only about eight or nine at the time. And he goes, Oh, I want to play bass as well. So I went out and bought a bass <laughs> guitar. And Sweet, man. You're a good dad. Day of Christmas. I, you know, I look at it as... Providing opportunity. I, I'm, in, I'm investing in him. Like I'm, I'm giving... Yeah, exactly. 100%. Giving him the opportunities, giving him the tools. And one, keeps him... You know, I didn't buy him a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I never had that as a kid. And Some people spend money on hockey gear and take their kids exactly, to hockey yeah. camp. It's all... We were audition parents. We, we didn't, my son never wanted to play hockey, which, thank God, <laughs> uh, I'm not a hockey fan. Yeah. Um, so we fostered creative creativity in them and writing and music interests and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're a musician yourself, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You Guitar guys, player. you and Simon Singer. should jam together. We can jam. Yeah. yeah. So I won't say this in front of Mark, but you could probably smoke him up and yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, when we, we, got all the goods. we went to Jamaica last uh, uh, last March break. Sweet. And uh, he really, like, fell in love with the, like, Jamaican music and the culture. I listened some to some reggae, like some Bob Marley and, yeah. you know, love it. The, the usual stuff. And, um, but just him being immersed in, like, the culture and, and everybody there and, you know, Guys come up up to him on on the, up to us on the beach and you know with a bag of weed. You want to buy some weed? And we met this. So Simon and I. Uh, Simon's like, Dad, Dad, can Simon, we get some weed? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. So no. it used to be candy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Simon and I went down there. We went down there for two weeks because he was doing his dive, uh, his open water dive. Yeah, very course. cool. He wow, right the, on. Great place to do it. Yeah, he did the course here the you know the classroom and the pool stuff at scuba 2000 where okay. i did my stuff i i did my thing back in uh 2001 and so we went down there 
about six days ahead of Louisa because she's a teacher, so she only had, she only get one week off. Right. And the the price of the tickets was our ticket was six hundred each, and her ticket was twelve hundred. You know, so for a little extra hotel money or whatever, you know, extra days in the hotel, we went down there. So we met this guy, this Jamaican local who was kind of like we thought he was running this restaurant next next to our hotel but he was just kind of hanging out there and selling his weed and all but the guy was hilarious he was like his name name was david and him and simon just like you know they got on so well and you know a couple of days in you know simon got, I, he got me to buy him like a jamaican hat and <laughs> and then so he said when louisa came down he, he said to louisa he said uh oh i can't wait to come back here when i'm older so i can uh I can party and I can smoke. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. shit! Yeah. You sh- uh, we had uh, a friend of mine on Rupert Harvey um, from the band Messenger. You should have yeah, get Simon to watch that because he, True, he yeah. actually telephones. He phones his brother oh, yeah. Carl, um, and um, we we heard how the term reggae was coined and. What it was before that, it's yeah, pretty pretty yeah. cool. Stuff. Yeah, how Carl how Carl was yeah. actually uh, a part of coining that that term. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, before Bob Marley was even on the scene. Really? Yeah, um, yeah. and it, it super good conversation, hmm. super good conversation with Rupert. Yeah, yeah, too, uh, and him getting hold of his brother was in, was insane. Yeah, who was uh, down in Jamaica. No, uh, he, I'm not sure. Where I'm not he sure was, where he was, but, but he's like good buddies with Clapton, but he, but he, and he helped you know some majors out there. there. Yes. Really, we yeah. talked to Carl. It's fun, super fun. But yeah. Simon might find it fascinating because um, um, uh, Rupert's an incredible musician, yeah, a martial artist, stunt guy. Um, Simon might find it interesting to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, big fan of Jamaica over here too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was our first time. Never we'd never been before. Cool. It's cool. It's a chill way yeah, of life. Yeah. Man. It's a it's a beautiful place and Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. We were at uh, in the grill. Is where we Oh, were. yeah. That's like the best beach in Jamaica yeah, that I'm yeah. aware of. That's why we went there. Unbelievable. Scuba diving was supposed to be really It was it was actually amazing. Simon did 14 dives. I as as well as I did, you know, and uh, sweet man. Yeah, he was. Oh. Uh, he loved it. Like we saw an eight foot nurse shark. Didn't even like you know. I don't know. You'd think. I mean, he was only thirteen at the time too. You'd think he'd be maybe scared of it or something. But he was like no problem. He was. He was. Oh, it's because he smoked a little. You know. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was relaxed. He saw me smoke some, but uh, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's an amazing kid. He's uh, just started second semester today, so sweet. That's yeah, very good. Grade nine. You're a proud dad. I am very proud. I love that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, uh, There's nothing like being a a proud dad. Yeah, uh, I I'm one as well. Yeah, I know. So you guys have a great relationship. Uh, yeah, man. My relationship with my dad is we always butted heads. You know? Well, that's because you quit school. Yeah. Well, I didn't quit school. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it changed major. Yeah. No, no. Even before that, we always butted heads. My dad was like, he's very like old school. and mm. Yeah, know, it's a course. Of course, course a good thing. I think, what did he tell me one day? Oh, one time, I think I was a teenager, said something about, I'm not your friend, I'm your dad. You know, something like oh. that. So it wasn't like, 
Yeah, he was always he was he was hard on me. Well, he, which I I think you know in some respects made me who I am today. Hundred percent. You know, but um, you know, with Simon, not so much when like now. I mean, he never really he doesn't cross the line. I would say like I let him know when he's crossed the line of, but it's more when they're younger. You know, they try stuff and but yeah, sure. he's he's so independent and you know. Yeah, he's, he's a good kid. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we do. We have, uh, I mean, I think he, my whole life said, uh, you know, I know I'm your dad, but it's great to be your friend as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been hanging out since day one. It's crazy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's you're the oldest? No. I'm no. the middle. You're the uh, middle. We are, I have a daughter, Kristen. Yeah. Who's yeah, Kristen's oldest. the oldest. Oh, Kristen's the yeah. oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you know, know wouldn't her. believe it, but I look fucking old, I know, but... And then Randy Lee, my youngest daughter. Yeah. I tell people I have three kids, all boys, except for the two girls. <laughs> um, yeah. And Randy, uh, Kristen, yeah, as you know, is a stunt performer and yeah. great driver. Yeah, she's awesome. And then uh, Randy Lee's a, an art director. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Costa Rica. That's right. That's right. She, she was she, actually, she, I, I think she was in Tamarindo. Was she ever in Tamarindo? No idea. Uh, we had, she we, lived in Haco. Oh, in Haco. Okay. But Tamarindo is not far. She not might far. have. She might have driven over there. Because we had a place there. It'll actually this November will be twenty years twenty years ago that I went down there and. Oh, bought, you and I've had this place. conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But we sold it back in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and she just moved okay. home. She now lives in Ottawa. She's yeah. right now shooting a movie in Sudbury. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about something else. <laughs> hey, you started on the hydrogen thing, and then somehow we got back to oh yeah, well, talking let's, about let's talk about it. Oh, well, we got into AI. Yeah, I mean AI. I don't know. I don't know about the film industry. I mean, I think there's all. I mean, especially with the streaming, there's always going to be a need for for content. I mean, there's some really good stuff out there. We're watching Succession right now, and it's just amazing. It's an amazing show. Amazing I know, show. I don't know if you watched it, but yeah, it's, I did. Uh, the writing is just incredible. Just the the acting, everything just the dialogue the you know i find sh the shooting of all those really big table scenes and stuff where they're all just sitting at tables yeah and there's like wait staff going around and they're man it just seems all so the natural like it yeah like, it doesn't really good you don't feel like you're watching a movie or, like it's just like oh we're just peering into these people's lives and absolutely so fucked up <laughs> and jeremy <laughs> strong is an insane actor yeah the so lead, he's the, the guy he, um he plays uh what's his name uh the oldest son no uh actually the oldest son is what's his name from uh ferris bueller oh the inner yeah yeah right yeah, he's yeah, technically the oldest son the oldest but, and then son. but jeremy yeah he, jeremy strong jeremy strong okay. is uh uh yeah oh, i forget his i forget the character name but yeah kendall kendall incredible yeah, i know incredible I, actor I, yeah i i i have the same feeling about big bang you know, just like Big I'm peering into their lives. <laughs> I never watched that show. The right <laughs> Leonard and yeah. <laughs> no, I never That's watched funny. that show. But yeah, there are some That's really funny. good shows on. And just started watching um, uh, the new Apple. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Masters of the of the Air. About the uh, you know, there's a band of brothers. There's the Pacific oh yeah Army, yeah. Now there's the Air Force Spielberg one. and Tom Hanks. Did there's the no denying television is becoming incredibly good. Yeah. Um, but that said, it's um, 
mostly American. It's it's their money. Yeah, it's their audience. They have huge, huge. You know, well, a lot of British television lot, is really good. True enough. Yeah. Really good. I, it's more like realistic in a way. It's yeah. got like they're not fancying everything up with uh, Brad Pitt's and. Yeah, Angelina Jolie's, and that's all you get. Um, no offense to those two lovely people. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just it, Hollywood is is just like uh, good looking people, and then everything else comes after, or like everything's about. Yeah, it's nice to watch a show that you don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. they're just that's incredible. Like, yeah, they're yeah. just good actors, yeah. real looking people, um, and I feel like that's where British television is sort of right now. They're in like that sweet spot. In they've my, always, in my, but they've always been like that. They've that's always right. been like ahead of people in North America. Usually steal their stuff and yeah, that's true. Recreate it. Yeah, even Three's Company yeah. was a, mm-hmm. totally. a remake of uh, Upstairs Downstairs. Yeah, yeah, British. I mean, British comedy, big time. Especially so from good. like the seventies and they, you know, was, yeah, was so good. Yeah, um, Monty Python. I mean, yeah, a lot of good things. That's. I mean, I, I'm proud of to be. To be British in that, part, you know, in that respect. Yeah, yeah. Because so you're funny. So, no, I'm not funny, but <laughs> no, I'm proud to be Canadian. Least I don't consider myself funny. <laughs> amazing Canadian stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually just saw uh, Dan Levy's uh, new film, which actually was shot in England. Uh, what was it called? I forget the name of it. it was... But it was really, really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do find that it's it's rare to find solid stuff nowadays. But uh, maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I mean, there's like, uh, yeah, Succession to me felt like a, a very rare case. I don't know. Yeah, I go flicking through Netflix and I'm just like, what is all this? Yeah, there is nonsense? a lot of crap. But yeah. Netflix do make a lot of good movies. Like Netflix, when I had Netflix, they, in uh, Italian Netflix, like they, they produce series movies really good stuff you know made in italy shot in italy italian actors Mm -hmm. you know it's really really good stuff Mm. but it's all like all netflix so yeah they're doing some good stuff like uh but i i got rid of my subscription so well are you feeling at all the fall of hollywood the fall of hollywood well isn't there a bit of i mean there's a lot of you know, there we got our our Epstein list. We got, oh, yeah. you know, nobody's thing. watching. Nobody's When's watching award out? ceremonies anymore. Well, because they're boring. I we watch the uh, we watch fails. People's no, people, not people's choice awards. The uh, critics uh, critics choice awards. I don't know. It was kind of like, I don't know. Even the Oscars sometimes it's just like, yeah, you know. Just, it's like they're trying too hard, you know. What trying I mean? way too hard. Trying way too hard. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And when everything feels like a business, it's just kind of yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's all business. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Ultimately, it's it's all about you know studios and how much. Yeah, you money win an award, and... your movie makes more money. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. you can basically buy it. I, I I don't know. I've never tried, but this is the yeah yeah. What do you guys got coming up? Anything? Uh, um, anything on the books? I have a series coming back for our third season this spring, um, uh, called "The Way Home" on the Hallmark Channel, I believe. Uh, beautiful, beautifully shot, beautiful yeah. movie, great acting, good stories. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, we're just waiting. 
Yeah, I know. Not like no car. There was a couple of car commercials that like popped up. They were bidding, but then didn't get awarded here. So we have some nice things happening with some uh, with some investors. Um, Andrew's continuing to write every day. I write every day. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, we we we're working on some of our own things, and we have some really really nice things happening. Um, but nothing I'm going to speak to you about on this. Yeah, 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 not yet. A few months, maybe. Yeah, no, you keep that. You know, yeah, yeah, close to your chest, right? But you know, this has never been. You know, I guess it's February now. February, yeah, February second. It's um, it's never been like a heavy time of year. You don't hear a lot. In no, this, this yeah, month, it's always you know? slow this time of year. So, yeah, so currently unemployed. You know, I employ myself with lattes and. <laughs> Your residuals must be just pouring in. Well, okay, let's check we, we won't have to. We don't talk about that either. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I had a good fall, so I won't complain. Yeah, yeah. It helps hold me through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you it's know? like it's not like you're, you know, spending. You know, every you know, as soon as your paycheck cam comes in, it's like, oh, boom, it's gone. Yeah, it's like that's no, not no. what it is. You're working in this industry long enough, you realize you. Yeah, it's an average of the entire year. Like we, you know, yeah, we make good money when we work on set, and but I couldn't do it every single day, you know, like yeah, that no, grind. That like I don't know how people do it, like on series, and they're on oh. series for eight months, and they're working, yeah, ten, twelve day, hours a it's a, a day. It's a special discipline. They live it. Fridays and yeah, they live it. I I couldn't do it. I mean, I used to do it when I was younger. When I was booming, I would work on movies and TV series and whatnot. But I was young and hungry, and you know, didn't have a family and sure and stuff. And but yeah, as you get older, it's like whew, I, don't know. I I don't uh, I don't work to live. I live to work. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> it's the other way. <laughs> it's the other way but yeah, I mean, time is a currency too. Yeah. You know, and you I got, work to live. It's a hard one to buy. So yeah. Sometimes you got to give up a dollar for a minute of time, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, because you don't get it back. But yeah, so. there. I mean, in my opinion, twenty twenty four looks exciting. Number one, uh, in terms of stunt work, uh, I imagine that a lot of shows are going to flood back into the market after the strikes so. and all that stuff. You know, I don't know how long that'll last, and I don't know when the next negotiation for the next strike for the next union will go. But I heard, I heard it's IATSE. In the states, well, this summer yeah, probably. Yeah, like, like, why can't they just do it all at the same time? Yeah, uh, I don't right. know. Yeah, I don't get it. But I don't know what's happened. Who knows what'll happen? That's yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't worry about it. You can't. Uh, that's one thing I, I've never worried about money. It's just all. Oh, I don't know. It's maybe it's silly to say or arrogant. I don't know. Arrogant, whatever. I've just never worried about it. It just always seems to find its way to me. Like. You know, I, so it's how it's been my entire life. So, I, but yeah, that's it. That's that's how I work anyway. Yeah, and I guess when you do this long enough too, you sort of you just get used to the lifestyle. You know, I don't think about a paycheck coming with any guarantee. Yeah. You know, so I'm always holding on to a little bit of something. You know, sometimes you use a little more, and you go, "Holy fuck." Yeah, but you, you know, if you've worked long enough, you probably yeah, it comes a, around. You yeah. get a line of credit. You know, sometimes you got to let you know you get a dip into the line of credit. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that's true. But 
I've got enough uh, enough equity that. Uh, yeah. Oh, that just in Teslas. Yeah, those are, those are <laughs> depreciating. But if you have my Porsche. My Porsche is appreciating. So I was yeah true yeah. Now I was I was going to ask about that earlier. Your Porsche, it's electric. Did no. you? No. It, okay. Uh, okay. It's got the For original seventy two. It's a nineteen seventy two uh, T. But when I bought it, the guy that I bought it from had put a wide body kit on it, so it looks like a turbo. Mm. Um, and in I I've had it for I bought it in two thousand and two, so I've had it this year. I'll have had it for twenty two years. When I had it for ten years, I took it into the body shop, thinking, oh, I've had this car for ten years. Little spruce up uh, paint job. They end, it ended up being in the body shop for eight months, and uh, they ended up stripping it down to the bare metal. Wow. Took it all apart, and so it was a complete restoration. I had uh, parts of the interior redone, custom rims done for it. I spent, yeah. but, so I bought it for 18 grand. Put it. I was working on, um, oh, what was that movie? The one with Chow Young-Fat. Uh, you guys probably. Oh, the funny one? Yeah. Um, with uh, Scott, what's his name? The guy from... Uh, Bulletproof the, yeah, Bulletproof, Bulletproof Monk. Monk. Yeah, yeah. So right. I think I think some of you guys might have yeah. might have worked on it. I wasn't, yeah. I remember sit, we were sitting around one night. We're doing some green screen work. They were, they were doing all that high wire stuff, and I had my crane in there. And, you know, you're not doing anything. You're just sitting there for hours and hours and... Some guy had an auto trader, and he, he go, I go, an auto trader, and said maybe my poor, because I was kind of like passively looking. I'd always wanted one. I had a girlfriend in university; her brother had one, and I just fell in love with Porsches and always dreamed about having one. And uh, and I'm like, I just joke, just jokingly said, oh, maybe my Porsche's in here, and I literally flipping through, and and my Porsche was in there, and it's like. The guy brought it over. I bought it right there. That like a couple of days later. Wow! Wow! But I just put it on my line of credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Eighteen thousand. So anyway, I've had it twenty-two years. Did a restoration. Spent forty-two on it. Had it uh, evaluated, like professionally appraised, afterwards. And he came back with, I think he came back. He came back with one hundred and thirty thousand. Jesus. And then seven years later, I had it appraised again. And that was a couple years ago. And that came out at 160. So it's it's going up. It's a good investment. Up. Man. And, and a I fun have, investment. Yeah, it's fun. I just drive it up on the roads up, uh, up north. And you don't even like, you know, 95 kilometers an hour, like just driving through the country roads, shifting through the gears because they're all up and down windy roads. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you don't even need to be going fast and i actually have to find excuses to drive it it's like because you know we go up there and we'll go to dinner or whatever and we'll just go for a drive in the countryside on the way to dinner in right. thornbury and you know and drive back and te uh, last summer i was teaching simon to go through the gears like he's sitting beside me and stuff louisa in the back and <laughs> and uh yeah i can't i can't wait for him to you know, because obviously that car's it's gonna go to him. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. 
Right on. And you got your 1956 Ford pickup. Yeah, you've got your... Yeah, but uh, see, I can that's band equipment too, in the box. Yeah. Simon won't be able to... No, that's true. <laughs> you can what? To... You I can, can put... put all band equipment in my in the box, oh, yeah. in the pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Well, Mark, um, we're going to slowly start closing this off. Yeah. And usually at this point, um, we ask our guests if they'd be willing to sign the table. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Pick a, pick you could be the first to deny it. That would be oh, wow. weird. Uh, we'd talk him into it. <laughs> that's my signature. The fuck, Mark? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Want me to say something? Take your time. No, no, it's all good. No, no, you don't got to take mean, anything I'm else. Reading all of these. Right? <laughs> all of these yeah, we got some good names in here. Tom's yeah. in here somewhere. Yeah, we've we've had some fun right there. Oh, yeah. Do a little drone. Oh, I know what I'll do. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Artist Marky. He doesn't want us to forget that that squiggle is. (laughs) Yeah. Kabidu. Yeah, don't fuck it up, bud. I'll be damned. What's this? Oh, is he, it's oh, the, the arm, brother. <laughs> That's the Ukraine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nicely done. Looks like he knows what it looks like. <laughs> That's sweet. Cool, man. Yeah, it actually looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Thanks, Mark. Jeez. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, it's been amazing. Two hours rolls by pretty quick. It's eh? been two hours already. It's been wow. over yeah. two hours. Wow, crazy. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, man. Until we meet again on set. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be seeing Hopefully you again soon. Very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. man. That's, yeah, let's hope. Yeah. yeah. So. Thanks, Mark. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Very much. All right. All right. Appreciate then. it. Cut it, B.